0: Are you a soul? Do you have a soul? Do you have a spirit? Are you a spirit? These words matter. Find out more on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Welcome, guys. My name is Justin, and you're on Inverse, and in the studio, we have Jonathan, Sebastian, and Callie, my friends. Hello. 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 Aloha. And we're so great that you're here as well. We're looking at the topic of beyond death. What happens to you when you die? And we're going to look at Bible's text and Bible study on the afterlife. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, and you can look at our Bible study guide, and it looks at all the, the different Bible texts and passages that are a little bit difficult and a little bit difficult to understand about what happens to you after you die. We also want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org/inverse and you can actually watch last week's episode that really provides an introduction for this episode. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. Uh, we talked up. about last episode, and uh, you guys weren't here, but Jonathan right. is here, and we talked what about happens? the snake <laughs> and the tree and Genesis three, mm-hmm. really foundational text to understanding this whole confusion about what happens to you after you die. Right. Today we're going to go to Genesis chapter two, mm-hmm. and as I mentioned in the opener, there are just a lot of words for 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 this, right? You know, soul, spirit. Uh, Ghost, <laughs> ghost, yeah. And 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 uh, <laughs> we got we got we need clarity. We yeah. need clarity. amen? Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll have a word of prayer, and we'll get into the text. Uh, Sebastian, can you pray? And uh, and and, and we're, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of text we're going to get into today. Right. So we really need um, prayer. <laughs> so <Absolutely. laughs>
2: Pray for us. <laughs> okay. Let's pray. Our Father, we are grateful that we have the privilege of having Your Word to guide us and to navigate this world. Lord, especially on the topic of death, which is something that visits every life, every culture, every country. And we pray, Lord, that as we get into the details, and we ask that you would give us understanding and clarity, as your word promises, that the Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth, is our prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you.
0: Kelly, if you can go to Genesis chapter, uh, 2, verse 7. Verse 7. Chapter yes. two, verse seven. was just one verse, did he?
3: Okay. It says, "And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man mm. became a living being."
0: Living, mm. living being, living being. So, Jonathan, why? Why is the world confused? Why is the world confused? Why <laughs> is- luck. That's the introductory <laughs> question <laughs> given
4: to you. No pressure. No Why pressure. Is the world confused tell us. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you're making this really easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there are because everyone has an opinion. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, true. Um, true. yeah. I mean there, it is true that we, we have the freedom to think and uh, we're trying to make sense of the world around us, and we live in a time and age where there is a lot of information, True. and so you're trying to make sense of it as you go, because as you go, there's another avalanche of information coming at you, yeah. so there is confusion. Uh, I feel like sometimes when you look at back at the olden age, it's, you know, it's uh, uh, simpler times, uh, things are more black and white and, and clearer at times, uh, or not as clear, but um, it's it's been, I think we live in a time and age where confusion abounds um, because it is just too much information.
0: Especially in the topic of death, right, we don't have any, you know, eyewitness accounts like, hey, I right. died, but now back. this is what happens. <laughs> well, we have people who claim or we do it. when they're wrong. Well, <laughs> we, it's not a universal experience, we should Correct. say. Right. Like, we yeah. all eat an apple, we all know what an e- apple tastes like, but when it comes yeah. to death, there are all these different ideologies, stories, narratives, mm. uh, beliefs, yep. religions, mm-hmm. and opinions and confusion about yes. this.
2: Yeah. And uh, so I think true. a big part of that comes from Greek philosophy having mm. this sort of dualistic thing where Plato likes to kind of set, parse things up, Mm -hmm. and so there's like, well, there's the body and then there's the soul, right? And so, this whole idea of this dualism that exists, right, the Bible here in Genesis chapter 2 and verse Mm 7 is essentially speaking against that as the understanding of humanity from the perspective of the Creator.
0: That Greek understanding is pretty prevalent, isn't it? Absolutely. In in almost every movie, every cartoon, every whatever, you have that like... coming out. and then the body is just a shell, that's really <laughs> right. Greek philosophy that yes. that's permeated in almost every aspect of, almost every religion out there as well. Every Pretty religion. much. Yeah, Kelly.
3: Yeah, I think another part of it is just how we take words and we mm. just assume we know what they mean. It's mm-hmm. so like, oh, it says this, which obviously means this, and then we just carry on our merry way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, but based on what? Mm-hmm. Um, because we can, we can of course, intentionally have like a Greek mindset, like Sebastian was saying, mm-hmm. but I think some, sometimes we forget that like, you can think something even if you don't think it on purpose. Mm. And so even if, you didn't go out and study greek philosophy even if you didn't intentionally be like i'm going to internalize this belief right just the things that we are exposed to They'll just
0: trickle in like, yeah, yeah it just happened yeah. there
3: was yeah. a there was one uh series we did about, it's different, but we opened up with about scripts. Mm. And there's just different things that we learn. Yes, the quarter living,
0: on sexuality. That's right. Uh, go, you can go uh, to <laughs> hopetv.org slash inverse and look up sexuality, yeah, just it. only on that website look up sexuality. Yeah, anyway, you go ahead.
3: <laughs> so then we talked about scripts. There's different things, that, ways we've learned to live or ways we've learned yeah. to believe about something. Right, right. And that includes about death. And so mm. I just want to have that there because sometimes mm. we can take offense to our beliefs being incorrect, and so like, are you saying I'm like dumb? Are you saying I didn't know? Like are you mm-hmm. saying it's like, well, there's there's things we all don't know, and there's things that we all come to believe accidentally, or at least not on purpose,
2: mm-hmm. and that's okay, yeah. we just gotta we didn't learn like, through that. And, and I think that that stems from this sort of cultural passed down sort of mindset when it comes to the deeper questions of life. Mm-hmm. We just kind of accept and parse things together over time, and as the saying goes, right, that if you repeat a lie enough times, yeah. eventually people will believe it to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And people won't even question it. They just assume it to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when it comes to death, when you look at cartoons, right, I used to love Tom and Jerry as a kid. He died and, a lot. Right. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're, you're dealing with boom, and then his spirit, like, leaves his body in the cartoon, Wait. and... You're just thinking this is just a cartoon, but yet at the same token, if someone were to press you, you know, maybe 20 minutes later and say, "Well, what do you believe happens when you die?" Oh. It's in your head. It's in your head and it, essentially what sources are you going to draw upon? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the the first episode is so critical mm-hmm. because when you establish the sense of authority and whose word are we basing this on, mm-hmm. right? Where's our source of truth? Ultimately, that lie that the devil told is repeated enough times; it is now accepted as a given truth, itself. And,
0: and all of that—that that Tom and Jerry—is not just that one show, but it's a whole ecosystem. It's the whole environment that we're in. Oh yeah. And it's this—it's God's word that has to pierce through. I mean, we have to put on these glasses and kind of view. <laughs> yeah. That's a big yeah. Glasses. Uh, <laughs> to, to view this world. Uh, but more and more i think just with every generation that that ecosystem is just getting more thicker and viscous and mm, and, and syrup like you know and that's, that's a gears through it it gets yeah. it's,
4: it's, it gets more and more difficult <laughs> and i think there's an agenda behind this because mm. uh, not necessarily of one person or one hollywood mogul who's like oh yeah, i'm mm-hmm. going to influence the whole or world but, injury, but conspiracy. it's the but it's it's um <laughs> What I see here is because we're going to see here in a moment as we're going to dive into the text. I assume we'll we'll (laughs) eventually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No shade. No um, (laughs) shade. We're going to see that the Bible paints a holistic picture of what a human being is. Everything is connected. Everything comes together. It's one package, right? Mm -hmm. But what the Greek philosophy does, which has you know permeated the whole Western you know thoughts and mindset. Is, Those Westerners. Is, yeah, it, it is this idea of, <laughs> of, of compartmentalizing yeah. life. Yeah. Everything can be, like, picked apart, and, and what that does to you uh, in your normal human experience, it gives you uh, an excuse not to deal with some things, because you don't view yourself as a holistic being, like, this part of my life, okay, like, my spiritual part or my physical part, when we don't realize, you know, we, we, it really keeps you from surrender. Because, mm. or from total surrender, you're just like, oh, like, well, this aspect I, I I am willing as a Christian give to Jesus, but not this aspect. Mm. Or in this, uh, you know, in this discussion, we, we talk about this dualistic idea of you know body and spirit. Um, well, it doesn't matter how I treat my body in this life. Because all that matters is my spirit. In, f- yeah. in fact, even Plato and Socrates, the, these guys thought that too. And was it Socrates who was um, executed? Mm-hmm. He was happy. He was like, "I'm finally going to be free when free mm-hmm. from my body, because my spirit's going to be released and all that stuff." Right? <laughs> Illusional. Yeah. It's, uh, but the Bible paints a different picture, a holistic one. So let's. And
2: you know, you know, Justin, the it. the interesting <laughs> thing about what Jonathan is is hitting at mm-hmm. is sort of the the way that this permeates every aspect of life. There's this really popular book. Um, that is called uh, emotionally immature parents of adult children, right? And it's dealing with this whole fact of how certain parents just assume mm-hmm. that, oh, as long as you have your physical needs met, you have shelter, you have food, you have clothing, a job, mm. there's nothing else you need from me, mm. right? I don't, you don't need me to be caring. You don't need me to be nurturing. And so I think what Jonathan is saying is when you go back to Genesis 2, verse 7, the way that God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, he integrated this thing. Yes. And through the integration of every single aspect of man, that he is, he's not just this one part is lifeless without the other, but it's the two components coming together mm-hmm. that form the complete life or soul, as we would probably term it today, mm-hmm. most people would.
3: Mm-hmm. Kelly. I think another thing to draw out from that verse to further support what Sebastian is saying is what is said in this verse and what is not said. So at the end it says, and man became a living being, Mm -hmm. and other translations write, and man became a living soul, or it doesn't say, and man was therefore given a living soul Mm -hmm. or man then received into himself through his nostrils a living soul, (laughs) like that's not what it says. And so that, that coming together is like all those things of how God formed his body and then breathed into him that's who he is holistically is a soul. Mm-hmm. And that is found as well as we can talk about further of all these different verses of you know the the differentiation or sorry, the differentiation, the like the parallel between calling someone a soul or like there's no living soul here, there's a mm-hmm. person but this is even found in the very creation. Mm-hmm. Like it's at the very, very beginning. It's not mm-hmm. using all this soul and inoc- like really vague language at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, you know, man's a soul. It's like, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's at the very, 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 very beginning yeah. Yeah. that when when Adam was created that he became Mm -hmm. a living. It's
0: very much like a mathematical formula there, isn't there? Verse Mm -hmm. 7, God formed the man of the dust of the ground, you have dust, which is akin to the physical, you know, the mud, the body, the the corporeal element, Mm -hmm. and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, so there is a <clears throat> plus there is a plus mm. so uh, body plus uh, life breath force, or yeah. life force okay mm-hmm. the, the, the sci-fi uh, <laughs> and it equals <laughs> and the man became the a, a living being a soul yeah, so right. soul, yeah. totally equal uh, thank you for coding uh, You're creation there everybody yeah <laughs> um, so in this way it, maybe and in this in this episode it's it's good that we get into it, translations are wonderful but there are some limitations too, mm-hmm. yeah uh, and we can get into the Greek and the Hebrew Hebrew there, Old Testament is Hebrew. Jonathan, what, give us insights there on the on the Old Testament versions. Of
4: sure. Uh, so there's various words for uh, these terms. Um, so like here we see it says became a living being. The word here is nefesh, mm-hmm. which means soul, life, being, uh, per- a person. Sorry, a life in person. Uh, but there's also other words like ruach. The Hebrew word ruach means means uh, spirit, uh, and uh, and is you know used throughout uh, the Old Testament. And then we also have neshama, which means breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes these are in the English, trans- in other languages, translated as soul or, or spirit, and it can get confusing when you don't see the, the original Hebrew word, which would clarify what is actually being talked about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, having that understanding helps then decoding all these verses that might sound confusing or might even support a, a wrong understanding of, yep. the, of
0: the text. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we'll look at also the Greek version of these words. So, don't hold, don't hold your ruach. Uh, we'll <laughs> be back after this. <laughs> Welcome back. Some of you are like, what? Hebrew and Greek, so we're going to take a little parenthetical break here, and then Callie, do we need to know Hebrew and Greek, and why Hebrew and Greek? And it's all Greek to me.
3: Yeah, so the one person on Inverse who had, probably has not studied Greek and Hebrew extensively, mm. I will speak for these people who mm-hmm. also don't. And oh, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Okay. That's <laughs> me. Oh. That's only me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think one of the reasons we need to study Greek and Hebrew here is because of what we just said, of mm. when we read it in English, it's confusing. Mm. And so it's talking about the same thing over and over again. There's other things talking about like Hades and Sheol, and we're like, what is going on?
0: That's next episode.
3: Yeah. So when those things, when you see these different verses that talk about the same thing, but then there's confusion there of what the words actually mean, Mm -hmm. that is the time that we need to go deeper Mm -hmm. and look at Hebrew and Greek. Mm -hmm. And so when those things, it doesn't have to be every single verse, but when it's something so important like what happens when you die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the words aren't making sense in English, or they seem to contradict. It's good to know what's actually underneath
0: mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very much in your your world of coding, if yeah. there's something you have problem on the outside, you just want to you know press something and and you get into the inner workings of that. You know, not the user interface, but the, the back end. Very good. And, and yeah. then Look at Hebrew that. And the Greek is the back end of things. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And so we don't need to know MLG. all that back end, but there are specialists who do, and we can rely on that information. Mm-hmm. But That's we right. don't. But, Experiencing back end is very, very, uh, you know, it's complicated and it's all whatever. You only certain order. people. In yeah, 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 yeah. So only certain people. So, um, <laughs> so Jonathan, yeah, we did talk about the ruach. It is the the, mm-hmm. the breath of God, mm-hmm. yeah. And then in English, it's usually translated as spirit. Uh, neshama is the breath. Yeah, okay, well, is the, the spirit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, the wind of God. It's it's yeah. uh, there, there. are equivalents there. Yes, uh, but it's it's not who you are. It's just the, the, the spark of life. Yeah, yeah. it's God breathes it's, and then energy. It's energy. Yeah, in know. a way. Yeah. yeah. So that is not who we are. That is just life.
4: Uh, the, the the living. Component. It's a component yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, as you said in the in the mathematical equation, that then contributes to the whole being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God looks at us a, as a holistic being. This is who you are. It's the body, it's the breath of life, and that becomes a living being, or as the King James Version says, a living soul. It is confusing with those words. And you see the same thing in the Greek as well. We have various words, we have pneuma, we have, uh, what is it, uh, noe, and uh, psyche. Those are all words, That uh, are equivalent to the 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 Hebrew um,
0: words. So what is equivalent to what here? So So you have the Old Testament that's written in Hebrew, right? You have the New Testament written in Greek, right? Mm -hmm. And they have different words, but there are are also equivalents together. Yeah. Yeah. So like psyche is what we would say
4: a person, like a living being, as we had in Genesis two verse seven. Right. And then we have um, pneuma, which is Mm -hmm. spirit, is kind of equivalent to ruach. The, the spirit, and then Noah is breath, like ne, uh, the ne, neshama, the breath of life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and those we find in the New Testament, and we're going to look at some verses, hopefully, uh, if we have time, to to kind of
0: uh, see the difference. Yeah, between those. yeah, yeah. So, thank you for that, um, Callie. Why why does it matter, right? Like, does it this is it? This are we getting too much into the weeds here, or like?
3: Why? Why? Yeah, why?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll use a different non-Greek or Hebrew word to give an analogy here. So I have a not good relationship with the word whatever. Mm whatever to me is a fighting word. <laughs> so if I'm like, Justin, do you wanna do this or this? You're like, oh, whatever. I take that as whatever, Callie. I do not care about you. I do not care about this decision. I do not care about this relationship. Please stop <laughs> talking down, to me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was rude. Yeah. <laughs> but you might mean it as like- doesn't matter what. You might just mean like, I'm happy to do whatever you'd like, Callie, cause I just like spending time with you. <laughs> like, that could be what you actually mean. Mm. So we're using the same word, but mm. there are different mm. definitions. Oh, and good. so I can walk away being super mad and you walk away like very confused, Mm -hmm. we use the same exact word, but I'm going based on the way I interpret that word Mm -hmm. and you're going based on the way you interpret that Mm -hmm. word. So the reason we're looking at the details of these words right now and why this is extremely important in Bible study Mm. is because we need to know what the Bible means when the Bible says things. Mm -hmm. And so we can't just read words and be like, this is what it would mean to me, therefore of course that's what it means. Right. That is. Not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like dangerous. It's bad literature study. There's so many things mm. wrong with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even in the way we do that in regular literature study, you think of like, what does this person mean in its original time? Mm-hmm. And so the way to honestly know what the Bible is saying is to let the Bible interpret itself. Mm-hmm.
0: And and then that difference of meaning may 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 mean the end of that relationship. Yeah. The difference of meaning here in Scripture, maybe the, the your, your eternal life is 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 mm-hmm. on the verge there. Yeah. Oh, what's an example? Example uh, one text where uh, depending on what you know what the meaning and, and an example of what we're talking about. Yeah, right. um, if we go to Job twenty-seven. Job twenty-seven. Job twenty-seven. Uh, not job, but job. Job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, twenty-seven. or a job, verse... looking for job. Twenty-seven. Verse what verse? Three.
4: Verse three. Uh, possibly even verse four here. Okay, mm-hmm. go for it, it. it. Says here as long uh, Job is speaking, as long as my breath, mm-hmm. uh, and he's using here the word. Um, uh, neshama, mm-hmm. right, so my breath is in me, mm-hmm. and the breath of God in my nostrils, verse 4, my lips will not speak wickedness. Mm-hmm. So, here we see Job understands that it is the life force that comes from God, the breath of God, that, that you know, made me wake up, you know, <laughs> is, the, is what gives me life. This is what, you know, uh, disappears when we die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I, I like about this verse is that he's saying, as long as I have that, um, my lips will not speak wickedness. Mm-hmm. In other words, And as long as I have that, I will praise God." So, the idea of when we die, we, you know, something goes up there, and then, I mean, if we were in heaven, we would praise God, wouldn't we? (laughs) He says, as long as I have that, I will do that. When I don't, Mm. I will not, because I'm dead. Mm. And so, uh, this kind of has a double thing here for us for this study. Uh, It shows us an example of what breath can mean, Mm -hmm. but also shows that, when there is no breath, there's also no praise. Mm-hmm. There is no relationship mm-hmm. with God. Okay, any other
0: verses that we see, in Kelly?
3: Yeah, let's go to Genesis 46.
0: 46. So
3: this is about Jacob's journey to Egypt.
0: Genesis 46. And verse, we'll read
3: what? verse 27.
0: Verse 27. Yeah, so yep. it
3: says, And the sons of Joseph who were born to him in Egypt were two persons, all the persons of the house of Jacob who went to Egypt were 70. Mm. So no, we can't see that because we can't see the back end of the Bible right here because I have an English here, mm-hmm. but this is the <laughs> word, it's the soul word, the mm-hmm. nefesh word, mm-hmm. which can be soul or life or person. But I don't think Jacob is talking about floating people joining him in Egypt mm, um, right. or immortal ancestors. He's just like, yeah, like 70, people, individuals, right. Right. alive, right. Right. <laughs> humans. Right. Yep. And so we can see this here that is talking just a different way to translate that one word. Mm-hmm. And if we just look at English, we're like, oh, clearly it's a different word, but it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just being translated differently. Mm-hmm. And a few different times this is even used as well is like the life of the flesh is in the blood, like Leviticus seventeen eleven, 11, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. talk about Elijah complained that Jezebel was seeking to take his life in First Kings. And I just want to make this point, too, just a practical thing that somebody else can do if they want to go through this, because I know we're rapidly going through these verses, is if you look up one of these verses in, let's say, a, like, blueletterbible.org, you can find the Greek uh, or the Hebrew, yeah. and you can just say, show me all the verses that use this word, mm-hmm. and it'll show you all the different translations. Like, cool. you don't have to take our word for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just find that word and be like, whoa, that, that is life and person right. and soul. That's so weird. It's the same word. So I, I just invite everybody to to do that yeah, exercise because yeah, yeah. it really shows you.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and then there's many uh, who study the Greek and Hebrew, so you may not have to talk, uh, speak the language, but getting into it act, provides an extra layer of study. Yeah, that's, mm. that's awesome. That's awesome. Special. So, uh,
2: another New Testament example of what Callie was talking about yep. is in Acts chapter twenty-seven. Acts twenty-seven. And this is about Paul and the tempest. Yep. Um, so in Acts chapter twenty-seven. Um, in verses 22 and 37
0: 22 and 37. and 37 all right yeah
2: just for sake of time in so 27 22 20 yeah tw- chapter 27 verse 22 it says and now i urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship mm-hmm. so here we're we're dealing with right this word for life this suke word which is the parallel to nefesh right mm-hmm. Or sorry, neshama, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this idea of this loss of life, he's like, well, he's comparing it to the ship. So he's talking about that which can be destroyed. Mm. So if it were an immortal soul, right, it, it's not something that could be lost. It's not something that can be destroyed. When you go to verse thirty-seven, where we're dealing with the actual concept of souls, the King James version translates it as souls. It says, "And in all, we were two hundred and seventy-six persons on the ship, but that word on the back end yeah. is the mm-hmm. word soul, mm-hmm. right? So." Here we're, we're getting into this idea that, oh, yeah, these persons were with him. They weren't floating yeah. bodies, right? Non-corporal <laughs> beings floating around like Casper, the friendly ghost. But this was like actual people that were with him, right, who were yeah. on that ship. And, and then it says in the very next verse, when they had eaten, eaten enough, right? Mm-hmm. They lightened the they're ship. They're alive. <laughs> so they're alive, they're active, and they're participating. In, in, these
4: things. In, a, in a way, like the New King James Version actually cleans up some of these verses makes them more clear. That's why we're referring to King James because King James is very popular and then they use the word soul a lot there and that mm-hmm. can cause confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one r- um, point in, in James, if you can go to James real quick, James mm-hmm. chapter 5. Mm-hmm. in one verse here, uh, mm-hmm. the new King James actually does choose to go with the soul translation mm-hmm. uh, but again we see here an interesting um, uh, conclusion. James 5 verse 20 it says, Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death Mm. and cover a multitude of sins. First of all, here the word is again psyche, which Mm -hmm. means uh, life, I'm sorry, person, uh, soul, person, uh, life. It It is translated in multiple ways. But what we see here, what's interesting, is that a soul can die. Now, that's a new concept to many. Mm-hmm. I thought yep. the soul is immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about in episode one that, you know, there, we don't have that, mm-hmm. but it, it says here that the soul can die. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, if the soul is not immortal and can die, what is the soul? Well, we already saw that the soul is the whole person. Correct. The Bible defines it this way. But, f- you know, through the centuries, this idea, this dualistic uh, Greek idea has really, really gone, gotten into the Christian church and made us define this word soul with something else, not by
2: the Bible. This consciousness outside of the exactly. body. Exactly,
4: so it's so important that we let the Bible interpret itself. The Bible needs to be the focus uh, as we try to define the words that the Bible is using.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this one, it just brings it out so nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. I going to go to 1 Thessalonians, mm-hmm. uh, Thessalonians 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians five twenty-three. Mm-hmm. the Bible says, "...now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord mm. Jesus Christ. So you do see these components. They, they, uh, there's some people who just smash them all together and it's like, ah, let's not think about it. There's others who do parse them out. And here you see there are three components there. Uh, but God, the, the Bible does look at sanctification as a holistic perspective. Yeah, yeah. your body is sanctified, the, the spirit, that there's a spiritual component is sanctified, and then you as an individual whole is being sanctified.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how is modern society trying to not uh, look at it holistically and tries to separate? And why is that? Why, why, why is that bad? Right? Mm-hmm. right. Well, why, do do we you, just, why can't we just look at the body and look at spiritual? Why is that bad to, to do that?
2: Well, a quick example of that is in education, right? Higher education, essentially, when you go to university, the focus is only on the mental component Mm -hmm. of the person. Mm -hmm. But university life, as any student will tell you, is not catered to a strong spiritual experience, (laughs) right? Nor is it catered to a strong physical experience. Like, well, we're not going to maximize your sleep. We're not going to maximize your rest or your exercise. So these components, even in education, when we're trying to develop people Mm. and strive for excellence, does not include all three components mm-hmm. um, of the human being. And to me, that should be intrinsic back to our quarter on education, mm-hmm. that it is the holistic development, right, of mm-hmm. the physical, mental, and spiritual
0: component. Mm-hmm. And you can go to org <laughs> slash universe and look at the whole episode, the whole quarter on the topic of education. Well, next week we're going to look at, uh, we've been spending time on Nipesh and Rach and, and Psyche and all here on this episode. But next episode, we're going to look at Hades and Sheol and hell and hellfire? Is that a real place? Is that that next door? Where is that in this uh, ecosystem that we're living in? Well, on behalf of the studio and the team, we want to say thank you for joining us here on Inverse. Uh, God bless you and stay with us as we look at the topic of Beyond Death. See you next week.
1: This is Inverse.